Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Savior Podcast. It's all about Jesus. He is the Savior, He is the hope of the world, and He's coming real soon, y'all. And I'm just here to encourage you and share His Word and what's relevant then is relevant now. You know, He's alive now just as He was then. Amen. Hey, so where I'm at right now, it's minus 14. And then with the windshield, it's probably minus 30 or 40, something like that. And it's blowing. It's crazy. And, you know, they were out getting all the homeless people and bringing them to shelters. But there were still some people that refused, refused to go in, y'all. Isn't that sad? I mean, they've been kicked around by society and everybody else so much, judged you know, look down on, ridicule, all that. And then people still wonder why they don't trust humans, you know. to Just hope it's not too late for them to trust God. I mean, some people get so bitter and, you know, they blame God. But, you know, the, hey, the, what, what I was, the reason I mentioned that was, you know, it's sad, but if I was out there not for long, and man, my, my fingertips are still numb and, and, and tingly, and it's weird. I mean, I can just imagine. But think about it. If somebody freezes to death, you know, or we drop dead of a heart attack or whatever before the Lord comes. If he doesn't come, we all got to meet our maker. We all got to die. The Bible says it is appointed unto man to die once and then the judgment. There ain't no reincarnation and all that. No, it's appointed unto you once to die and then the judgment. End of story, you know. And, and, and here's the kicker. You ain't with nobody. It's just you. Just me. You know, I'm going to face my God for my life. What did I do with my life? I heard his word. Even if I didn't, creation speaks of his majesty. The heavens, I can look up at the stars and, and wildlife and the food and everything and know there's a God. See, there is no excuse. So what did you do with that knowledge? Did you get to know him? Did you want to get to know him? You know, you're all alone, you know. When it's all said and done, if you're saved, if you've trusted in the blood of Jesus, his death, his atoning death and resurrection and nothing else, your faith is in him, then it's a glorious day. When you pass from this life to the next, you're going to go with all believers, you know, with him, what he's prepared for us, because Jesus doesn't lie. And he said, I go prepare a place for you. And if I prepare a place for you, I'm going to come back for you. You know, but he's trustworthy. You know, study his life. You know, study the things he said. Study the eyewitness accounts of people that saw him and heard him. They're called the Gospels. Okay? They're trustworthy. They've changed millions upon millions of lives. And they're still changing lives. See, he's coming soon, y'all. I might not finish this. That's not a cliche. 
everything's ready and they're still attacking Israel and they're starting new fights, skirmishes here and there and all the people. It's coming, it's coming down to the final. If you can't see the writing on the wall, then you're not looking, you know. But Jesus is trustworthy. That's the whole thing. How do we know we're going to be saved? It says so that you may know that you have salvation, eternal life. That you may know, not guess or, or, or hope. No. No. You know how? Well, Scripture's clear. Repent. What's that mean? We admit we've been sinning against God and no one else. And we turn from it. We agree with God we're wrong and we turn from it. And we put our faith and trust in Jesus and nothing else. What about him? Well, he came and lived a life that we could never live pleasing to God. Never sinned, okay? Fulfilled the law, you know? And then he took our sin upon him and shed his blood for us and died for our sin in our place, okay? It really happened. There's eyewitnesses, but he rose again. And there's eyewitnesses to that, and we can trust him. Okay? He rose and he's alive today. And you receive him, you know, and your life is changed, and you let him lead you. It's no coincidences. He starts leading you. But don't just think you can just, oh, yeah, I'm saved, and then go do your own life. No. I was a criminal and a heroin addict, and, and I was a lot of different things, and he changed me. Oh, he changed me and took all those things from me. And now I just struggle with anger, a little depression. You know, it's okay. It keeps me close to him always. You know, I thank him. This is nothing which compared to what he delivered me from. Hey, it's, uh-uh. Uh, no complaints here. <laughs> so listen to this. It's Luke 11, 29. And when the people were gathered thick together, he began to say, This is an evil generation. They seek a sign, and there shall no sign be given it but the sign of Jonas the prophet. For as Jonah was a sign unto the Ninevites, so shall also the Son of Man be to this generation. For the, the Queen of the South shall rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the utmost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. See, Jesus wasn't bragging. And it wasn't no prideful statement. He was stating a true fact. Okay? He says, you, you hear all these things. You have the Proverbs and that Solomon and this and that. You aspire to be as wise as Solomon and you love the accolades and all that, but one greater than Solomon's right here standing in front of you. That's what he's telling them. And they just, because see, they look at the outward appearance. We don't know what the Lord looks like. They didn't try to draw pictures of him or describe him because it wasn't important. You know, it's his blood that saves us. His resurrected life that changes us and saves us. See, but look, let me tell you why I think that it rubbed these scribes and Pharisees and lawyers the wrong way. Why Jesus rubbed them the wrong way. Or one of many. Look what Isaiah 53 says. Starting verse 1. Who has believed what the 
what he has heard from us, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. Here it is. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. See, Jesus wasn't some good-looking, handsome guy on, on purpose. He could have been like uh, Solomon or Absalom, you know, long flowing hair and good looks or Saul, a, a stature above everyone and all that. But no, this is how the prophet said he was come. This is the way the Lord said it was going to be, you know. Verse 3, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. See, so he, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. See, I take comfort that the Lord knows what I go through. When I get in my depression, you know, I'm thinking about my son that's gone before me and, and all that comes with that. He knows what it's like, you know, he knows. You know, it's it's not foreign to him. He was fully man. He understands exactly what I go through. That's why he came, because he knew I could never reconcile myself to God. I have this sin curse on me, but he regenerates my spirit. He regenerated my spirit and gave it life. Now I just battle this flesh down here to keep it in, in line with his word until he comes for me. That's it. You know, we rest in him. Yeah, we struggle. We fight because this sin, it's enmity against God and we fight it too. But the Lord already finished the battle for us. The one that matters, our soul, it's done, y'all. Put your faith in Jesus because he's coming. He's coming. In Jesus' name.